Brooks Edwards the back second and goal Jackson seeking the back of the end zone for the touchdown The rookie Zay Flowers Or they can do that <laughs> Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Mike Tirico and Jason Garrett on the call on NBC. You're you're so right that Garrett's like like the chatty Kathy doll, where like you pull the string and it says like five five things only. Pull the string, it's like yeah. what a, what a throw, Mike. <laughs> wow, not many can do that. Yep. Wow. <laughs> What a throw. <laughs> or he could do that. Yep. Maria looks great, doesn't she, Mike? Yeah. And, like, I think some people took, like, the Maria Taylor comment to me. Right. Like, he's, like, creepy in some way, which, like, is no. definitely not the case. He's, he's a just robot. Like, he's, he's a doll. He's awkward. He's yeah. awkward. He's awkward. Yeah. That, that's it. Sometimes I, you, I, you, you pull I the string, there's only five things. They're not going to fit with all situations. You know? I'm, I'm, I think I have – I think I now have – like almost like, and I, I, he he coached the team that I hated. Like even when I was like still like like a diehard like hardcore Giants played fan for the like team before like a, play, played he was a third string quarterback for us. But also yeah. also for what it's worth, whenever he when he was a third string quarterback for the Cowboys back during when they were during their dynasty, he started a couple games against the Giants when like Aikman and like Steve Walsh or Wade Wilson whoever were hurt and would just come in and kick our asses every single time. Probably because they have a million all of famers on the rest of the team. But anyway, um, like I, I feel like I should dislike him. I feel like I am like now personally invested in him becoming like the next great NFL like color analyst. I would like for that to happen because I think he's you, really good. What do you think the odds are? He's really good. What do you think the odds are of that happening? You think that's going to happen? I think it's got to be okay, too how late, about right? This? Instead of him being like the next great, how about just like a, a, a good one? Like, like someone that people like to, to have on. Someone that people, people enjoy. People aren't going to like him. It's, it's the it's the it's the first impression, right? He failed the first impression, so it's just, I, think I think it's going to be really hard turn. to get that back. America loves a comeback story. America that's loves true. a comeback. I think he can make it. It's that's a t- it's a tough case to make. I'm with you. I hope it happens. Okay, we did this already earlier. And he has these moments where you just go, like, why why can't it be this for three hours? Why does it have to be Maria looks great, doesn't she? Why does it have to be, why can't it be the other thing? Maria looks great, doesn't she? It's like, well, like, yes. Third also, and eight. Like, why, right. like, why are we saying, why, why are we saying this during the broadcast? It's like, it's so bizarre. Anyway, all right. Uh, Jason Garrett for you. He, he won't call another game this season, right? Like that's it. I don't know what what are the Saturday games. NBC doesn't have a Saturday game, right? Maybe they do. I don't know. Alex, see if you can see if you can look that up for us. Also, like mercifully, there are no more Notre Dame games for him and Jack Collins worth the butcher. Anyway, uh, back to the MVP discussion. Uh, Adam Chernoff will join us coming up in twenty minutes. By the way, on Stadium and Big Churn will give us his bets coming up for Week Thirteen in the NFL. Uh, but Ken, we were talking about Lamar Jackson. Kenny, bring the music up, please. We're talking about Lamar Jackson going into break, and you said you don't think Lamar can win. Uh, tell us a little bit about why. You think Lamar is unlikely to win at least. He's the third choice in the market right now at five to one. I was uh I was kind of like putting him in a, a tier behind Hertz because like all the content that was written midseason was really favorable toward him, even though I kind of didn't really understand it. Like I understand the Ravens can be the one, and so he has to be considered, but as like a really prime contender, I was kind of like, all right, like the numbers are okay, but like really? Like there haven't been that many like great moments. And then uh what I what I think happened. I wouldn't say I was like fooled because I, I didn't bet him to whenever. Uh, I just think midseason happened to be when he had like his two week push, just like 
Brock Purdy had a week where he was like the MVP of the league. And we talked about Jared Goff for a week and we talked about everybody else where we talked about Tyreek Hill for a week. I think that mid season when everybody wrote everything just happened to be like the week that he crested as a sort of like a wave of conversation. And uh, good usage, so by the way, that was good. I like yeah, the I, well, there. Thanks. Was, was I, I, I think that's, I think it was just, it was like circumstance. He, like when the mid season content was written, he just happened to be the guy who had just had a couple of really good games. So I'm a little more dismissive of him. I feel like the conversation has been totally hijacked by Dak Prescott and to a lesser extent Brock Purdy who I think is kind of like simmering where if they were to like blitz the Eagles on Sunday and he were to play really well his metric profile is outstanding and he would have like the showcase win in the return to Philadelphia also like what do the Eagles do the next week against the Cowboys that's what I mean when I just say like I Mahomes is a victim of his own success he otherworldly numbers last year no one's going to have that type of season this year he's not going to have that kind of season this year it's going to be it's going to be like well he's worse and it's kind of like uninspiring. Let's give it to someone else. Like, that's what that's going to be. Like, I hate to break it down. I actually think he has like, I think he's almost a zero. Now, if he's like four touchdowns a game, we have enough games left that it can turn. But like, I I feel like he's just really unlike, there's no conversation about this whatsoever. And uh, they play the Bills uh, the week after this one. That would be an opportunity maybe to to do something interesting, worthy of discussion. It just feels like every no one's no one's talking about him and no one's on that. And there's six games left, you know, like it just it feels like that's just not going to happen this year. The story is like the receivers that drop the passes and Travis Kelsey's dating like one of the most famous people in the world. Like that's the story about the team. Like, the defense is really good. So just yes. uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, so the just the <laughs> but the idea of like, OK, so it's I'll I don't think it's what, this is a, that'd be a bigger story. If Travis Kelsey were dating story. Cristiano Ronaldo, that'd be a much this, bigger uh, story than Taylor Swift. The uh I mentioned him because I think I think he he I think he's like the number one most recognizable select whatever it doesn't matter. Uh, so Mahomes I'm kind of out on Tua and McDaniel I kind of feel like the narrative has been crafted like they don't beat anybody good I don't really care if they win the games I don't think anybody's talking about it. Um, that's how I feel about Tua and Lamar I, I kind of explained already. I really do think that like you can narrow it to a group of three and I don't know how likely Purdy is to win because as Eric Eager I think really eloquently explained yesterday. Like the perception of Purdy as like the Shanahan quarterback, also sharing the team with McCaffrey, other big names. The defense has a bunch of monsters on it. Like the perception is going to kind of be like whether it's fair or not. That's not my job. My job is to figure out what I think people are going to do. I think people are going to look at his success and not give him all the credit for it. And so I think that it's not that he can't win. I just think it like kind of it handicaps him a little bit from having a chance to win versus the other two guys. So like how would I have it right now? I'd have Hurts like uh, basically about what he is right now or a little less probably like i think an even money type of favorite maybe like a plus 125 plus 130 makes sense but like i think we're close which means obviously no bet on him like and i wouldn't be looking to fade uh and then i think the question is all right like dak plays tonight if you listen to the show like we have him at 40 so this is like a this is moot but if you're listening and you're like what do i do now like i'm just coming in right now what's up with mvp um you know, What's I think up? like Dax Price sucks up. Dax Price, I think, still has a little room to drop. Advantageous setup tonight. Um, you'd want to make the bet before tonight, hoping that he plays well and he could get hurt tonight or he could play poorly. It's it's you know, there's gonna be some randomness here. But uh, but you would want to make the bet before tonight. And then do you like if you know if you believe this Niners steam at kind of out to three, do you want to bet Purdy? Because they're they are more than 50% to win that game right now. And like what happens? I would pass. I think it's just like a tough case to make with how the team is comprised and Shanahan. And it's just like I think like the EPA guy combined with the team success is always Dak and it's not Purdy. But I do think like I think you have to beat Hertz 
to like actually make this a conversation. So if Purdy beats Hurts, Hurts and then Dak loses to him, maybe there's like a long shot Purdy case to make. But I, I think it's like Hurts wins these games and it's done or Dak beats him next week. And I actually think Dak just wins. Maybe if that happens, like I actually think and I, I actually I've, I've twer- turned in one way. Uh, I thought they had to win the division for sure for him to win most valuable player. And by everything that I read and the way that people talk about this, I actually think let's say the Eagles beat the Niners this weekend. So the game against Dallas actually does not have as much meaning because the Eagles would be two games ahead still of the Cowboys in the standings. They couldn't lose the division that week and they close easy. So like even if they lose, they'll go win, win, win. They'll still win the division, whatever. Uh, If they beat the Niners and then Dak beats Hurts in that home game next week, I could actually still see Dak winning MVP with like a big record, but coming in second in the division. There actually is some historical precedent for non-division winners winning in like bizarre situations. Peyton Manning won as a wild card one time because like, uh, what was it, Tennessee probably had a big record that year in Baltimore or somebody. I think he won 12 games, but was a wild card and he won most valuable player that year. I'm pretty sure I'm right that that happened. I, I, and think, just like, I think they, did they split that year? Is that, is that the year McNair like Manning split? and Steve McNair's? I think I think he, there was a year where him and Steve McNair split MVP. I don't right? I don't know if that was if that's the year that I'm thinking of, but like, but to, just to your point, like I, I actually yeah. have changed. I have I have flip flopped in that I don't think he has to win the division, but he does have to beat the Eagles. Has to beat them, and if he loses that game, the entire thing falls apart. It's over. It's over at that point, in my opinion. So okay, like what if you have nothing right now? This is where like you get messages from people. It's like, what should I bet right now? And it's like, I mean. You know, the bet was Dak. Like we did, the bet was Dak going into the string of easy games, and now we're going to roll the dice and take our chances in the Eagles game, like a fifty-fifty coin flip. And if we get if it's if it's heads, we don't win, and if it's tails, we hit forty to one. Like that's how I feel like we're going into that game, and that's that's kind of where you want to be. Like where do you want to be now? On the sidelines, probably, really. And if Hertz wins these games, even with like the negative chatter and everything, like if he beats the Niners and he beats Dallas, if he beats Dallas and the price is like not minus a thousand when he beats Dallas, then like that's your new entry point is like, what's the resistance point? They're going to go win, win, win to close. They're going to lose one game. Like he's just definitely going to win. I know that's like a crappy return on investment, but that's that might be the only thing left is this like negativity about Hertz holding his price into place after the tough games. And obviously that's a lot more complicated and a lot less better return on investment than what we're holding. Give us a, give us a little on Brock Purdy. Like you mentioned, like maybe like the only three, like the three most likely candidates come from the NFC. We did a lot on Hertz and obviously a lot on Dak Prescott. The Niners do have, obviously, like you said, more than 50% in the betting market to win on Sunday against Philadelphia. Now, they may not get the one seed still because Philly has, is two up on them right now. So even if San Francisco wins this weekend, there's still a game back in the loss column of the Eagles. But if they come in like they're the two seed and Purdy goes nuclear down the stretch, I don't think that will happen. But it's my job to kind of like ask these questions just in case. What do you think yeah, about Brock Purdy at his price? And he's a longer odds I, than Dak as well. I'll just I'll just say like, I, and this is what I'm saying. Like I I deem him like a possibility, but I just I think my my problem with him and Eric Eager shares this opinion yesterday. I just I referenced this like uh, like ten minutes ago. Is just okay. Like play it out the best case scenario. He beats Philly. They play great down the stretch. Whatever. I'm not sure that gets you there. Like, I'm just not. My follow-up would be like, what did Dak do? What if they both beat the Eagles? Now Dak's ahead again. Like, it's just, I mean, it's really like a narrow, you got to thread a narrow needle here to just like, to really even, I think, get Purdy to the finish line. I just feel like there's all these like inherent, not biases, but just like knocks on him that you can see coming in a debate between Hertz and Purdy or Dak and Purdy. He's just a little behind the eight ball in terms of he's a victim of who his coach is and, and who his team is. 
Very interesting. Uh, a lot of NFL Most Valuable Player here in our number one, and I, I enjoyed every second of it. Absolutely loved it. We have a lot more award markets to hit over the course of the show. Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, Coach of the Year. It's all going to be it's absolutely supremely fascinating. Hour one done, hour two for you coming up on the other side. We'll get back to awards to close the hour. But Connor Allen will join us at 4.20 p.m. Eastern Time. Prop bets for Week 13 in the NFL and side and total bets coming up next for tonight and the rest of the weekend with our good friend Adam Chernoff.